everyone, and welcome back to the Unbothered Podcast, where we like to chat about America's fifth sport, MTV's The Challenge. And today we have a very special interview and guest, the one and only Huey. He is a rookie from season 37. Woo! Yes. There you go. And we'll throw some in there. Absolutely. We need a, we need a live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't think my cat doesn't and my really dog. allow that right now, does it? COVID doesn't like audiences, so we have to try to. Well, I'm not sure about America, but Ireland is still in lockdown. Same. So until that's over and done with, then we can, I don't know, see more people. Yeah, we'll just have to add in this, the, the clap track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Which is what a lot of the shows actually do. I, I don't I want to ruin the yeah. TV viewers totally. dreams but a lot of shows add those kind of like fake clauses in mm-hmm. like and stuff oh so, yeah or like the laugh tracks yeah <laughs> or like always face but that could have been for anyone you know what i mean don't worry guys i will do all of that today i got thanks you. frankie thank you <laughs> <laughs> I in frankie you did a different reaction what about frankie I love the name Frankie. It, that'd be like one of my choices if I had a son. I want to call him Frankie. Look, <laughs> You know what else I really loved? You know how we had the guy Renan on the show? I, mm-hmm. um, I love that name. I think that's such that's a, a cool nice name, name, Renan. I, I like that name for boys too. I don't like yeah. like traditional names, probably because I don't have a traditional name. So I don't know. Just oh, and um, we yeah. have a really famous girl in Ireland called the Jean. Can I just <gasps> so warm? Yeah. Oh, you do? I don't like ever. I well, I live in America. I'm originally from Germany, though. So, like, my mom was German, and that's why she named me Nadine. But I like don't ever meet Nadines, and I'd yeah. love to. Yeah. Well, she lives in Hollywood Boulevard, and she owns a massive bar called Nadines. But she was a really famous singer in Britain and Ireland. So you can probably go see her. I'm going there, and I'm gonna be like, yeah. my name is also Nadine. So I want some free drinks. <laughs> you might not understand her because she's got that like Northern Ireland accent. That's like extremely strong and I got to meet her in person we were guests on the same show um and her girl band she was in was my very first album I ever bought oh wow yeah so it was like a really like little fanboy moment I loved it I love that that's amazing (laughs) okay okay anyway back okay starting with the questions can't even say back because we haven't even started (laughs) so most of us know by this point because we got to read a little bit of the bios um we're a few episodes into this season your first big show if i'm not mistaken was the uk's big brother season 17 it was a few years ago yeah how did you get on big brother did you audition um did you have to send in a tape where you kind of like discovered talk to us about that Right. So I think now, even in like the past few years, it's evolved even more. A lot of reality shows is very hard for people to get chosen because even though they open up those application links, those are kind of like, so anybody who's listening and wants to do reality TV, it's almost a knack to it really because those links are open because of um, discrimination acts. So it's like we give everybody the same right to apply, like, gay people on Love Island, just throwing it out there. Um, But that doesn't exactly mean everyone is always kind of in the mind of a producer's head. So I didn't apply via the application. What I actually done was I used my brain being such a huge pop culture fan and I put myself into um, a producer's mind. So I said, but what would would I want to hear? It's a reality show, although you, 
it's good to be yourself and whatever. I wanted to kind of talk about the sides of my personality in like a small condensed amount of space, like on an email or whatever, that I felt was the things they'd like to hear, but it wasn't mean I was lying. I just kind of put it all together. Do you know what I mean? Just all right. of the, I'm not going to say like, I like to drink a cup of tea, am I? If I'm trying to catch the bloody mind, I'm going to say, I'm really good at sucking dick. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to do that. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that is what I do. And in fact, I would quote myself when I said, I am better at sucking dick than Jenna Jameson, who's a really famous porn star. <laughs> so I don't think I am, but I mean, I was always going to say. You're it. pretty famous for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one here can vouch for it, so I don't know. Um, so I um, I basically, I went online. I was working in uh, youth work, like with younger people. I was only like 21 myself, and I never really knew a career route I wanted to do. I just grew up and always loved popular culture. And I, because I never trained as a dancer or an actor or a singer or anything, I wanted to find like a route. How do I be on TV? How do I do that? Whatever, like... So I love reality shows. I'm coming from like a gypsy traveler background. And like in America, it's not so known this, but like in Britain and Ireland, there's a huge stigma and a lot of prejudice towards my community. It's actually a very acceptable prejudice. There's not really any allies for it. There's not any like, you never see a campaign for like the media kind of rights, whatever you like, and nobody really gets offended by it. So being gay and growing up kind of within a minority, being a minority within that minority, um, I never really had anybody that I felt I could relate to. I never watched anyone on TV I felt I could relate to and all of that. So I watched a lot of reality shows like Big Brother, for example, where he had a lot of diversity. And I see these people from different backgrounds and I was so captivated by it. And I just, I just loved it. And like, I think I kind of found comfort in it a little bit. Um, so I just loved the show. I was such a huge, like beyond fan, like obsessed with the show and the celebrity seasons. And, I can tell you every winner and every outfit they wore when they're um, going in, like launch night, everything. So I went online and I was working in this youth working place. I had to go to the local, um, to call job centers. Like it was a bit like an internet cafe place. And I was online doing some paperwork. And I just said, um, I'd Google, I literally Googled, how do I go on Big Brother? I knew there was like the application link, but I wanted to find another way. And a article came up and I don't understand how, but there was a producer's email address in the article. I don't even know how for data protection that was even there. And I got the email address and said, well, look, that's real. And I emailed him a huge, big, long, bloody essay. And within a few hours, I got an email back saying, can I hand your details over to my colleague? Because you sound really fascinating. That was their words. So I said, of course. And then they called me and I was watching a show called, another reality show called The Only Way is Essex, which is like, the British version of the Hills. Okay. I love Gemma I love Collins. Um, Gemma, it's like Georgia Harrison was on that, who's from the challenge. And um, I can't remember what anybody else from the challenge was on it. But um, so I got a phone call and coincidentally they were coming to Dublin that weekend for people that I had discovered like through Instagram and club promoters and modeling agencies and whatever. Cause it's very kind of commercialized. And I feel superficial now, which kind of ruins the thing of reality TV slightly. So I was so lucky they were coming that weekend. So I went to meet them, had this big, huge, long meeting and I was just sat in there and I was like, I don't know, just talking utter dribble. Like I always just keep talking. But they loved it. And like, I was talking about being gay, coming from my background. They get it, being British people with 
had media ideas, very stereotypical reality shows, not like Gypsy Weddings, Gypsy Brides, often in America. But in Britain and Ireland, there's a huge stigma around them, and they're kind of people laugh at them, and people believe that's fact about a community, and it's not really at all. <laughs> and it might be for some, but like, you know how TV works, but people doesn't really take that from my background like they would with anyone else, I suppose, in some ways. Um, so they just loved how honest it was, how open it was, and I like our phone, and I loved the show, and like. I was very like, oh, I know it makes good TV, but I'm not going to go down and be fake. And I get, I bet you get a million people comes in here and says like, um, oh, I'm going to argue, I'm going to just, I'm going to die. And then when they go in, they don't do anything. Do you know what I mean? So like, I'm not going to say to you, I'm going to go in and argue with everyone, but I know I'm an opinionated person. I'm not stupid. You're a producer. You're going to put in someone who's opposite to me. And I am going to say my piece. Also, I'll be, I'll be opposite way around. If I really like you, I will... Um, I would show that also, do you know what I mean? I'm not one of these people who just likes to go with the popular side. I do also stand by my convictions. A bit like on the challenge, how I you know, didn't vote the same way as Ashley twice because it went against what I thought was correct when I didn't mm -hmm. want to vote for Corey and Michelle and Tatcha and whatever, but that, we can get to that later on. So, <laughs> like, I have that sort of personality. So I just loved it. And then to kind of speed it up, there was just, like, a lot of phone calls, a lot of paperwork. He invited me to London twice. Um, auditions and I just kind of kept getting whittled down and I'll never forget it. it was April 29th and I was cooking I don't eat meat anymore but I did then I was cooking chicken to make like wraps or like tortilla wraps and they just rang me and we were speaking and they just told me you've got on the show so that was probably like uh, five five weeks or so a little over five weeks before I went into the house so that's how I got on it and I, I just always wanted to do it I was a huge fan Although I always wanted mm. to be on TV, it was season 17. It wasn't the monster it was anymore in terms of how huge it was and the fame people got and the money. There was a million other reality shows out there to compete with, which were fresher, were on channels that had more money and you know had mm. a lot more support. So I knew that. So to me, it was more like, I'm going to go in, have a great time. This is me like meeting my idol and getting to go on TV, even if it's just once in my life. Um, I'd only just come out to my family not long before I applied that time. So I kind of wanted to do stuff for me that year because I never really did in my life, if I'm honest. So my life was grown up. Um, with my community and stuff, there was a lot of toxic masculinity. So I was kind of very expected to be a certain kind of boy. And do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I kind of faced those adversaries in life in and outside my community. So that year was like, no, this is my year. I'm going to do what I need to do. And if people don't get it, don't like it, that's their issue. Do you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. So I went in and it was like the most incredible, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. It will always be like, it makes me emotional to talk about it actually because I'll never ever forget it. It's like the thing that I just like loved it so much. And I wanted to like show a different side to my community. And I wanted to like be myself, have fun, meet other people. And I really also wanted my parents to watch me be myself and be able to process that because it was a process for them. They've been very open about that. I've done some shows back home in Ireland with my parents and stuff. And um, like they've been open about coming from a very suppressed background mm -hmm. and being a lot more traditional than maybe the average person in society. They didn't really get my my lifestyle. They kind of, they looked at it a bit like a lifestyle choice. And it's just how Huey always was. You Your envisionment of Huey wasn't who Huey was. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I kind of, for those adversaries, I wanted to kind of 
go in and just be myself, just have some fun. I was ready to just kind of breathe in life. And I mean, it shows you how dramatic my life was before that I felt like going into the Big Brother house was a breeder from the drama. So it was a walk in the park for some of that stuff. Well, um, you, uh, you came in runner up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came runner up. That's awesome. You know what? I will actually say I'm totally the winner of that season. I That's I'm what I read online. Be- yeah, I feel like I'm the only person from Big Brother in its last maybe 10 years, apart from one other girl that's even continued working in TV, has gone to like America and done a show. And the weirdest thing is, is that when I was in there, I didn't have social media. I've never had this body where I looked at a particular way. I don't look like an Instagram model. Um, so nobody will have expected that ever of me. Do you know what I mean? I was always this person because I would argue and say my piece. It was like, oh, shut up, you, you have something to learn in life. Whereas... I always believed in myself and I always believed in my opinions and whatever, through whatever anybody, I suppose, looked at that, I guess. Um, so I've done really well from the show, but um, I feel like it, it might be almost a blessing that I didn't win because maybe at that age, winning like a large amount of money and all of that, maybe, I don't know, maybe that might have, I don't know, maybe that might have go a bit crazy, I don't know. But I just, I don't know, I look back at that and think, I'm a winner for getting to do that. Nobody where I came from did anything like that. My parents didn't even go to school. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much like prejudice towards my community um, when it comes to like applying for jobs. Um, really? Viewed in society. And even right now, that still is a huge issue. Like if people from my background go on a night out and security or bouncers know they're from a traveler or gypsy background, they refuse them entry and you know, there's all of these issues because there's so much prejudice towards them. Um, so me getting to do that was like this huge thing, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I look back at it as this phenomenal achievement and I have so much like loyalty to the show, even though it's not even on air anymore over here. Um, and I, I owe everything about my happiness within myself today to the people who put me on it. That's amazing. How, That's does, amazing how does it story. feel knowing that like people in America know who you are now? I die is so so crazy like even even like in Britain because what you need to remember is a lot of people is like oh I don't get how Whoopi's on the show and they don't binge watch the shows I only need a challenge because I went and had my teeth done and Zahida was there at the same time and I'd never <laughs> Zahida we knew who each other was because we watched each other on tv um and we ended up mingling and getting on for like our full week we was in Turkey and she was telling me about the challenge and I was like oh I think I've heard it because I'm like I'd seen it on Stephen Bear's Instagram or Rogan's or whatever that was the only way I heard of it was two people I followed from watching them on other shows um, mm-hmm. and it's only starting to become known and like I went to Gay Pride in Manchester a few weeks ago and I was so surprised the amount of people that asked me about the challenge like I might be at a bar getting a drink like oh are you on the challenge I'm like yeah, I'm on the challenge. I'm like, I didn't realize people even really knew of it. So it's only starting to become more known the more international it's becoming. And I get so many messages from like Irish people who are like, think the same way. They're like, oh, I thought I'm the only person in Ireland to do anything of the challenge. And I'm the first ever Irish person ever on the challenge. Mm-hmm. So um, it's incredible to like MTV. I grew up watching MTV and like Britney Spears with that snake around her neck and everything else. So it's like, <laughs> I'm getting, to, or like Madonna when she done like, a famous performance on the VMAs years ago. Like mm-hmm. I'm on the same channel, same like channel. Like that, I feel so proud of that. That's amazing. But there's a lot of pressure. That is awesome. There's cultural differences in different countries yeah. and different channels and TV, and a lot of stuff can get misconstrued and seen in particular ways and stuff. So 
there's a lot of pressure on that end also because um, there's differences in cultures between countries and what people yeah. take up in different ways. Do you get what I mean? So I'm yeah. learning from it. And the challenge was a huge learning experience for me. And that actually was um, something I wrote in a letter and I gave to Anissa when she left about how much she taught me about differences with terminology and um, conversations and stuff. Do you I mean? So that. I've grown a lot from being on the show. So the challenge was incredible as well, but my loyalty is to Big Brother makes me not be able to say it's the best thing I ever done. But <laughs> when you write it on paper, it actually is. It is the best yeah. thing I've ever done. Oh um, no, it Big was, Brother being and, that first thing. And I mean, well, we, without it, you wouldn't be where you are now. So. Right, exactly. No, no, and I'd never knock it. And I like, I was sent this link by this huge huge challenge fan and he's so so hot as well by the way this guy on instagram and um he was like oh you can watch some of your big brothers on this and i was like oh i've never really watched that so i watched some of the clips back and i'm like oh god she was some of that behavior and whatever but i never knock it because i'm like the first thing i get asked about in work interviews is two things is when I was on Dancing with the Stars, I had a really epic fake can fail, which has been really taken the wrong way by a lot of challenge viewers. I don't know if you've been seeing stuff on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. seen it. It just looks like a really overdone spray tan. Yeah, and I mean, a lot, can I just also point out that a lot of those photographs, that isn't actually the color of my skin when you look at the official ones. The official ones, I'm an orange, dark orange. Yeah. That's my color. It wasn't dark brown, by the way. Can I just say that? But also, it's not what it's it's been implied to be mm-hmm. at all. I didn't even know what that even was. That came from a show in America where um, one of the Red Housewives made a comment when it was a it was um, a viral tweet of the night. It was on. Do you know Andy Cohen? Watch what happens live. Yes, mm-hmm. I watch so all had, that uh, stuff. Portia Williams from Atlanta Housewives on, and I'm glad I'm actually getting to say this. They put it up as like a viral moment of the night trending on Twitter because it was like worldwide trending on Twitter this mm-hmm. like uh, moment was and she turned around and she went oh my god is that a blackface and I didn't know what blackface was and that started all of this stuff and then that went away for years and then since the challenge people are just obviously I don't know trying to find things on people I don't know but um that and my big brother rants are the first two things that I got asked about by producers and like we laugh about it and they're like, that was so viral. And like, do you regret it? And I'm like, no, 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 because I'm not going to knock moments that made people talk about stuff, but I know how things was meant. And in my yeah. arguments, I think Brother, I was never, ever like horrible to anyone. I just spoke my truth and I just said it very loudly because I was a lot mm-hmm. younger and I was in a pressure cooker. And also like I had right. a lot of personal issues with my family in the real world. Like I didn't know how my parents was processing my sexuality because they found out like days before I went in. So I didn't know how things was going. So I was a young guy with a lot on my mind and I faced a lot of things in my life. So I was in a pressure cooker of feeling criticized mm-hmm. constantly and I was being defensive. Um, but people loved it. People found it funny and seen me as honest. And the Dancing with the Stars scenario um, is just another like one of those viral moments that was completely innocent. And it made everyone talk about the show and it got to show so much press and publicity but I never done it to ever, ever try to offend anyone. And I never ever would have done it if I even was aware of any of history like that, just in yeah. case anything could be misconstrued. So I suppose you mm-hmm. could say it's ignorant, but it was ignorant in the sense it wasn't rude. It was ignorant in the sense I didn't know. Yeah. Better. Do you know what I mean? And, and when you put sense. that image up, 
and you have an opinionated person, you get that image up and don't give it any backstory. I can see why people run with stuff. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm apologetic on that end. I was like, I'm, I didn't ever do anything to ever try to offend anyone. I, I was on TV. A, a TV company wouldn't let me sit to her like that in this day and age. Yeah. That's what I was doing. Like, we know what's true and I know what my heart is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And MTV is aware of those things. And it was one of, the first, as I said, it's what I always get asked about in my first interviews and people find it hilarious and they ask me about it. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of it is kind of a cultural thing. Like, right. for example, because you're an Irish traveler, I actually was not. So my knowledge of Irish travelers is because of the movie snatch and the uh, reality show, my big fat gypsy wedding. And I yeah. know, you know, I under, I know that people who are Romani or Irish travelers don't like the term gypsy period, but I did not know that pikey was unacceptable unless you're part of that community until I started following you. It is so, so derogatory. Like I don't have an issue with being called a gypsy because firstly, the British show my big fat gypsy wedding and predominantly featured Irish travelers. Mm -hmm. So the British people's perception of what a gypsy is, is actually an Irish traveler. So they actually, am I a gypsy? They actually mean, am I a traveler? Because that's what their idea of a gypsy is. And I'm not going to stand there with every person on the street and start explaining all of this. People have lives to be living (laughs) and they mean no harm. And the both of them are the same nomadical backgrounds. They just historically come from different parts of the world. So travelers are Irish travelers. Mm-hmm. And gypsies are normally Eastern European and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So other than that, when you look at the history and the ideology of what the culture is, it's the same thing. You get what I mean? But Pikey yeah. is literally like calling gay people the F word, black people the N word. It is literally just the same as that. But as I said, we don't have allies and campaigns and whatever to ever discuss that. And I have in the past discussed stuff like that on social media alongside discussing other terminologies or other racial backgrounds. I have never, ever in my life, ever used racial slurs towards anyone, even when mm-hmm. 15 years ago, it was apparently even more acceptable to do that, if you know yeah. what I mean. I still never did, ever have in my life, ever in my life. Um, but where I've been ignorant, I was ignorant enough to not understand that people People don't know each other's experiences because we haven't lived them. So for that reason, it's not up to us to tell each other what we should and shouldn't be offended about. So, but it's always been from a good place. Do you know, if I've ever had opinions where I'm like, it doesn't matter what your racial background is, certain words we shouldn't be using. And I've often, well, I have once used examples of those. I'm not allowed to. I've been told and I'm apologetic for that. But I've never used words against anyone and said, in fact, I was saying it's unacceptable. Like, we shouldn't be saying these things. Even as a gay man, why should I be using homophobic slurs and taking ownership of those words? And if a straight person said that, like, I don't think it's okay for gay people to say that either, I wouldn't take offense to that. And I would defend that person and say, that doesn't make a person homophobic. But look, for your own good with the world we live in, maybe just keep that opinion to yourself. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's truly what I learned. And that's one of the things I learned in the challenge. And Anissa really taught me that. So... That is where I stand with those things. And she's I, like the mama. Yeah. And she's, like lived the mom, the life, she? and she's lived a life of experiences where yeah. she, like, you know, sadly has gone through things that has taught her that just like I have. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But what you right. need to remember is when she was 21, there wasn't a Twitter or something else. Yeah. So 
Whereas we live with a social media now, people can learn stuff, but people can still go back to times when maybe they didn't understand better. Do you get what I mean? That's not an excuse because when people are outright doing things, you know, that's kind of a lot of the time how that person is. But when you're maybe getting involved in certain conversations that people don't think is appropriate, that can come back on you and it can be meant to look a certain way. Whereas as people like my dad's age, that can't come back on them, do you get what I mean? So this is the issue that there is. So I, I've grown and I've learned a lot as a person and I kind of know my position within things. But as I said, I don't find it wrong if you said gay people shouldn't be using gay slurs. And I would fully back you up in your opinion on that because I know that you're trying to do something from a good place as ignorant in some people's eyes that might seem. Do you get what I mean? It's just, sure. I don't know, it's just the world we live in. There's just so much bad going on. People are just hurt and for that reason, are. They're, they're trying to figure yeah. things out and everyone's kind of in the fire line of that. I'm just trying well, to kind of exclude myself from things while still being my own person. I'm I'm where I am because I stand up for what I believe in. I became mm-hmm. popular because I've done that. Because I have opinions, I wouldn't be Huey if I was just a strong guy in the corner or I was just a guy who didn't say how he felt but I've learned now it's not my place to speak for women it's not my place to speak for black people it's not my place to speak for this person or that person I can just try to stand aside listen learn and say my piece but I suppose maybe try to say it from my own experience even though that's what I've often tried to do but we've only got 140 characters on Twitter so it's yeah. hard to do all that do you, do you get where I'm coming from yeah we, we all have to learn sure yeah. yeah, and it's unfair to kind of be put into a position that isn't you when that's what you've done. You yeah, get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and you're, of- you're coming from, you know, a, a different country too, where you may not have been in situations where you would know what's offensive or what's not. Does that make sense? Completely, completely. And I feel yeah. like there's a lot more going on in America than, well, not a lot more. Maybe there's a lot more talk or conversation. Do you get what I mean? And you have such yeah. a huge media world. Ireland, we've got five TV channels. So I've always been very, very outside of the box that mm-hmm. I grew up in. Um, yeah. I've always talked bigger than that because I've always been interested and intrigued in people and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. I like to defend people. I always try to look for the good in people. So like, I remember there was one time when Kim Kardashian dressed up as Aaliyah for Halloween and she oh, was yeah. accused of dressing blackface again. And I tweeted, it was a few years ago, and again, I shouldn't have even had any opinions on it because of how it can look. I was like, you can't say that that's somebody dressed in blackface. You can't just be accusing people of that because there's real issues like that going on and we need to put our time and energy there. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than just to, like you're calling somebody racist unfairly. I, and that was just my opinion. Do you get what I mean? Just because she's wearing an outfit that a black woman once wore doesn't mean she's mm-hmm. dressed in blackface. That's how I looked at it. But again, I'm just... I suppose it wasn't my place to have those opinions, I guess. So it's just, it's, that's kind of part of my challenge experience is learning about, I suppose, how things are viewed in your country also. And so it's, it's, it's great for that reason. I mean, we, we should look at the positive side of those things rather than, I don't know, maybe the negative side. Do you get what I mean? But hurt, hurt makes people look at negative things. I have as a traveler with the word pikey and, um, with stuff like within my community, like internal stigma. You know, like I spoke to Fessy about his dad being from Pakistan, Casey's mom being Asian and uh, Nani's mom being um, from the Dominican Republic and from a Latina background. When you come from these backgrounds, sometimes 
people can be that bit more traditional or that's saying the nicest sometimes can be very very ignorant and they can be racist they can be homophobic they can be very misogynistic so they can be very difficult backgrounds to grow up in if you are outside of the the norm of what people mm. see as norm so like my dad and all is very like they don't speak about how they feel they um they're the big strong guys that takes care of the family they make money it doesn't matter how they look you know all of this mm-hmm. so i kind of had to be that huey growing up whereas that kind of doesn't like we all have feelings whether you're male or female and we shouldn't be defined by anything a boy can play with dogs and he can wear pink yep. it doesn't mean anything they can still grow up he could grow up to be bloody the most stereotypical man in the world just because he played with a barbie doll he's going to make him gay or corrupt his mind and how people see this as yeah, it's not going to make them want to be a girl or something. We're going to turn out who we're going to be. We just exactly. have to leave things open for people to learn and understand them. That's, how, that's, just, that's just how I look at life. And I truly look at life that way. So it's weird to kind of be viewed as if I don't. Like, that is like the worst thing ever. Do you know what I mean? Because that's my whole life mission mm-hmm. is to always, like, try to change things. And I've done so much of that for my community. So much of that for my community I've done. Um, and what, within my family and stuff. How was the, the community and like your parents and everything when you came out to them though? Was it? So most of the um, abuse my family actually got was from other travelers and gypsy people, even people that didn't mm. notice, like even people in Britain that's on social media felt like they could have an opinion on me because they're travelers and I am and mm-hmm. abusing my parents about it. Um, and like statistically with travelers, it's, it is a really, there's a lot of really shocking things that happen. So like, for example, like this is such a shocking statistic and I really put it down to these issues. Um, in Britain and Ireland, the biggest killer of men under 40 is suicide. And now when you look at the statistics of one in three people get cancer and all of this stuff to say, that is so shocking that more people die of suicide when there's already like a one in three people getting cancer. Like how bad is that when you think about it? And then if you come from a gypsy or traveler background, it's seven to eight times more likely to die of suicide than any other background in the world on statistics. Wow. Yeah, it is so, it is so pre- prevalent in like the world. I know so many young people that are dead, have really bad issues with drugs, that have gotten married and were gay and you know the stuff like that, like girls who maybe felt like the world was theirs, but they felt like as a woman, their place was in the kitchen and married and only but one guy. And, you know, you're bringing shame in your family otherwise and all of that pressure that there is. So I kind of correlate a lot of that to the mental health issues that we have as a community that nobody really ever talks about. Do you know what I mean? I, I talk about it a lot and I always try to bring it to the media, but it's not always the stories that they want to talk about. They kind of want all those negative stereotypes that people buy into because um, they know they can kind of get away with it, whereas they wouldn't mm-hmm. maybe other backgrounds because um, people don't really understand, as I said. So I'm kind of fighting a battle a lot of the time on my own. So I always try to talk about these things and whatever. Um, and what it has done is, um, it's like, I have a cousin who came out as gay afterwards. I have a cousin who came out as transgender. Um, a lot of the travelers' rights organizations, when they have award ceremonies and um, campaigns and stuff like that, although they're not always funded correctly, I always try to get involved in it all. Um, I actually won a Pride Award in Ireland for my work doing that mm-hmm. um, a few years ago when I was younger, just after I was on Big Brother. So my parents really, really struggled with my time on the show, but they were very, very proud of me. And I get again, they're learning, they're trying to come to understanding 
And the average person who has a face on these things in life would say, oh, well, how can a parent not just accept their child immediately? They don't get it because they haven't lived that life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to try and try to take things with ease. My parents grew up in a very different Ireland to what I grew up in. Ireland, like this stereotype of Ireland was very, very much the case um, Mm -hmm. when my parents grew up. Like in Ireland um, in 1996, their very last Magdalene laundry closed down, which was um, places for unmarried mothers, including women that were raped or abused and weren't Mm. married as a virgin, in other words. And their family just threw them in there because they like had brought shame on their family whatever. It's such a horrific history in our country, that is, um, with the church and stuff. Um, and the last one of them only closed down in 1996. Like, that's like yesterday. Yeah, that's not that long ago. In 2015, entering um, the world to legalize same-sex marriage via popular vote. So in less than 19 years, we had such a huge change in our country. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? In Ireland, in Dublin, it's very multicultural. Um, it's very gay-friendly. Like, on our streets in the city center they have like gay flags painted on the ground like on the roads like it's very of course there's still all of these issues and stuff but thankfully we're now in a country where things is getting better but unfortunately for boys and girls in my community they live in a lawful country but they're living in a world within that world that they may as well be living in a country across the world where there's no legal rights for gay people or women at all because that's truly how they feel i just as i said always taught outside the box and I went to school all my life, whereas a lot of my peers didn't. I left a lot younger, got married young and whatever. Um, so I kind of already seen that. And I, I'm, I'm much too stubborn a person. I'm passionate a person that I, I would have lived a life that was false for me. So I am. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I just tried to live my own life and just do that and try to but see. But see, that's made you a role model for people too then. So that's nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. But- I don't, I don't, I don't really like to see myself as that because, as I said, like I've got a lot of things to learn also, but I know where my heart is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if I can speak about my own experiences, which I always try to make it relevant to, I don't try to talk for everyone. But if I can speak about my own experience, and then that can help anyone from whatever background you're from. You could be a black boy who's gay, and you can grow up in a community or in a world or a family or wherever neighborhood where you don't feel as appreciated as a straight man. Would you look at all the stuff at Little Nas X at the minute? Like the amount of rappers that has an issue with what he does. First of all, you've got an issue because he's number one and you aren't. Um, secondly, you're in videos wiping girls' fucking asses with credit cards. So why is it wrong for <laughs> him to do the same stuff? No, the reason is, is because he's gay doing it. That's why you've got a problem. Like let's oh, yeah. be real about it. Um, and now we can face that and try to help and change that. Or we can go the opposite way and we can keep being rude. Do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. we can learn from things. So it's similar to those things. So like I look at him and I just adore him for those reasons. And yeah. I just think he's so fantastic. He's, gonna, he's changing the world. He's doing so much. And Nas X is doing yeah, a lot, yeah. He's incredible. He's bloody amazing for what he's doing. He's such a young guy. And mm. um, it's stuff like that. So like there could be there's somebody who comes from a world like that and they'll look at that and then they realize well look you can be anyone no matter where you come from do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean you have to want to be in the entertainment industry you can want to be anything but just to freely come home with the person that you love and whether that's a male or a female shouldn't really make a difference or mm-hmm. whatever kind of I clothes agree. you want to wear or whatever do you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. it's a process it's- also like people people learn at the same time so 
they you do. Know, hang in there, it gets better. <laughs> it's it's always a thing where it's just nice to know that you're not the only one. You're not alone. Sure. Completely, that's the best thing ever. And what is incredible as well is, um, sorry, I wanted some water. <laughs> Um, I talk a lot, <laughs> okay. but uh, you know, um, you know, uh, when you get issues outside of your home, especially when you're growing up, um, they become so less of issues when you can speak about them at home. So I kind of know that feeling of not being able to speak about certain things at home also. So I know what that's like. So being able to share your feelings is like a problem halved, if you know what I mean. So and um, mm-hmm. knowing you're not alone is a, is a major thing so that's why i suppose all of these movements and conversations are, are very important i, I suppose do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but we have the Absolutely. toxic side of that as well where people get very targeted at the same yeah. time do you, do you get what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't know humans all of us humans were, were capable of of it i don't know going over the top <laughs> we are we are um so after i know after big brother well on big brother I know you started a relationship with a fellow housemate. Um, I don't know his whole name. I know it was Ryan. And then you guys were on um, an episode of Jeff, Just Tattoo of Us, which is, we have a version of it in the US, but I know it came out in the UK first. Yeah, it's um, how far is tattoo far in the how US? Far, oh yeah, that's what it is here. Um, and in the UK, it's Just Tattoo of Us. Um, <laughs> one of our, one of our people in our, uh, our fan group wants to know, do you still have the tattoo? <laughs> Yeah, um, um, do you want me to show you? Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh my God, yes. Oh, shit, I forgot I'm wearing oh. a jock strap. Shit. <laughs> oh, and you do have the vagina one still. Yeah, so I, right, I got, I was on it twice. So this is the first one. And this is the oh, second Lord. one. Oh, that's so funny. so the first one is my ex's face and name um and the second one is a vagina i mean i'm gonna keep the vagina one because it's hilarious but i need to get rid of the other one but i mean we're in a pandemic all tattoo salons haven't been open i haven't been too concerned about getting rid of a tattoo early days of my breakup when i was heartbroken and moving home to Ireland after like over four years and my whole life was upside down do you know what I mean? And then I got to do the challenge and other stuff. So my brain was focused elsewhere. Um, but yeah, so just the two of us, that was, oh, that was. It was that wild. Was a, that was a crazy <laughs> experience. But I mean, I was 22, I'm 27 now again, growing as a man. I would not <laughs> probably do that now. But I mean, at that age, I would have gone drunk on vacation and had tattoos, done, which I did do also. And I regret those too. So it's better to kind of maybe get paid and it'd be on TV and it add to your <laughs> sure. portfolio. Do you know what I mean? Because on YouTube, yes. me and my ex's video out of all of the seasons is the number one most viewed clip. It's got like millions of views. Really? Oh, yeah. It's got a lot. Because, because we're in the, the challenge house, Corey double Because of the nut shot? Yeah, it's a lot. It's oh yeah, when he when he when he need me on my balls. Yeah, but that was the second episode. I think the most viewed one is the first one we done. That was the first one. Yeah, that was oh. a crazy argument. But I mean, TV is structured, so they kind of they, they kind of they knew what was going to happen. Hence why they signed us up. I mean, it was a toxic relationship. But I mean, it's TV and it's edited and whatever. And we were still together for like three years afterwards. So it's not all that bad. And um, but what was my reason for saying that? 
Oh my god, I can't remember. What was I saying before? Oh, about it being the most, the most. Yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. What was I saying, guys? You were talking about the the first one was the most viewed. Yeah, it was really like it was really crazy. So like I was like I was really young and like it's just something I don't I don't know I don't know we just decided to do it. I mean I like I like doing TV. It was fun. I wanted to meet Charlotte, who's from Geordie Shore. So her yeah, we wanted to ask actually, what she was like. Oh, she's the most amazing girl in person, honestly. And Bear from the Challenge. Who nobody uh, likes now because of the we don't want to talk about that. him. What about Scotty T? All of that. So Scotty, so Charlotte and Bear done season one. Uh, right. Scotty T and Charlotte done season two because Stephen just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. He was just, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He fucked up. Um, so I didn't actually get along with Scotty T. I did actually get along with Bear on the date. It wasn't like nasty to me or anything. But um, Scotty T, he was very, I don't know, maybe because I'm quite like, I don't know, I fidgety and how many times have I touched my ad so far? <laughs> he was very like that. So maybe we were just too much, too much energy. And also I kind of fancied him a bit. It was a nine that he was straight and I also was in a relationship. So I was like, I hate you. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but a crazy experience. And yeah, really, a really sore kick in the balls. But my ex told me he didn't mean to do it as hard. And he, although he was annoyed with me, he also knew it would make good TV. I don't know. Maybe he just said that. <laughs> Maybe I'm I knew it would make great TV. I'm too naive. <laughs> I'd be like, let's make yeah, better TV be, and I'll kick you back. I would totally yeah. hang out with Charlotte. I love her. So lovely. And she, oh my God, she invited us to come on a night out at night, but we couldn't because we had to go home. Um, but <laughs> she was, um, yeah, because, we, well, we we filmed it in London, but we live in Blackpool, which is like near Manchester. So it's like hundreds of miles yes, away. So we have to be like, yeah, Manchester. I love saying and it like that. We had to make our whole way back up north. Um, but she was, she's just such a lovely girl and I've spoken to her on social media and stuff um, so she's, yeah she's really really lovely and again big reality TV fan so I got to meet somebody that I always mm. I suppose I liked yeah. and she was the same in person which made it brilliant you know fun fact we have a town so I live in a state called Maryland I live near Washington it's near Washington DC we have a town in Maryland called Manchester and it's in an well, area and Westminster. Yeah, isn't there, um, a New, isn't there a New England or like is there a it's, it's an area. It's an area, yeah. Yeah. New England isn't there is like New London or something as well, I think. No, it's considered New England, and that's like where like CT's from, Massachusetts, Connecticut, oh, Vermont, right. Maine. It's like the northern part. Yeah. But we have a town isn't called the, Manchester. Um, isn't the, um, the Braxton sisters from Maryland? I think they are. I know um, Leo yeah, Rush, I know, I know. who was on last season, he was from Maryland too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, know, I know loads of stuff about celebrities, so that's how I know that. <laughs> Quite <laughs> sad, okay. but I do. I'm a reality TV junkie. I love the all the Real Housewives shows. I watch them. Oh, I do. I love all that, like, trashy TV. <laughs> yes. That's what I love Lisa about Lisa is so funny. I love Lisa Rinna. <clears throat> oh, my God. And Lisa Teresa Rinna. Judice, or is it is it Judice or Judice? It's that. Judice. Yeah, yeah, I love Teresa Judice. I mean, she is. Is she the one that like went to jail or something? Bloody, I mean, jail. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I think he's freezing. Oh. Oh no. Did we lose him? Oh, he's back now. Okay. 
Hopefully he can hear. Guys, sorry, my phone rang slightly. Was it breaking up a bit? Oh, yeah, it. you're good, though. Right. <laughs> we'll, just, but, we'll just use that time to yeah. fill it in with our One monitor. second, my phone rang. Let me message my sister. I said, please stop okay. me. Because even when you hang up, she doesn't get to picture. <laughs> Where is That's she? like me. <laughs> if you hang up on me, I'm calling you back. Yeah, she's like, why are you hanging up? And I'm like, I always tell you, no, I don't hang up when I'm like giving something. Yeah. Um, Tia, yes. Teresa Judice is the one who went to jail for a while and her husband at the time also yeah, went to jail for fraud. I, I was so invested in that court case. That's like an unhealthy, toxic relationship with TV. Um, and I watched her series, Teresa Checks In. Emma Van Rolle, it was oh my God. Are yeah, you it was invested? like a shameless selling of everything. I mean, Jesus Christ. Are but you I invested in the, um, in the Erica Jane stuff happening on Beverly Hills? I haven't watched that. Um, my um, this guy online was telling me you really need to watch it. Season eleven, I think, isn't it? Or like you need to watch. Yeah, it's the the, the new one that's airing in America. Yeah, the it's one like where... crazy, isn't it? It's something to do with um, charity money or something. It's like really yeah, crazy. her husband or I don't know, maybe it'll be ex husband soon. Was like a high pro. Have you ever seen the movie Aaron Brockovich with Julia Roberts? I adore that movie. So he was the lawyer in real life that got the tell oh all that God, money wow. yeah that eric jane's <laughs> husband tom girardi is that's the lawyer that it's based off of so he oh is like God, this wow yeah so i was like just this... say to somebody the other day because i'm one of these people that likes to watch or read people's stories that are like mm -hmm. they're not famous for like doing anything in entertainment they're famous for like a story mm -hmm. do you know what i mean so like i was saying i would love to like read a book or watch the real woman, Erin Brockovich, like on a show like Big Brother or something, and just hear her talk about it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because you have to dramatize movies. Of course, absolutely. So her husband is that guy, and it basically has come out that they've swindled millions. He swindled millions of dollars, allegedly. I have to say allegedly, because it's an ongoing thing. Allegedly swindled millions of dollars from like victims of cases and stuff. So and there's like all these allegations that she knows about it and she like helped siphon some of the money into her company. So it's kind of playing out on this season oh, wow. of Beverly Hills. Somebody told me that they were taking money from a charity. I didn't know. I mean, I'm fully... I'm fully spreading lies about this woman. <laughs> no, they're just taking it from victims and widows. I mean, did he not get enough from like the state? Where was it? Was it like, I don't know what state it was in when, when they won that court case. Uh, yeah, and that was only one of, of multiple like million dollar cases. But anyway, so it's yeah, that's incredible. just the I just, that. I love that little piece of gossip and I'm going to be telling my mom that because we watched that movie together. That's amazing. Look at that. Okay. So <laughs> getting back to, so obviously you're on this season of the challenger, one of 18 new rookies. I feel like they should have called this season war of the worlds three, because that's really what it felt like. Um, how did you end up getting cast on the challenge? And um, so um, first of all, can I say, actually, that's really weird. You said that because in the house, Kyle taught that was the name of it going by how it looked. Say so that it was going to be called USA versus the world instead of spies, lies, and allies, and whatever. Um, so yeah, so you're you're in there with your challenge knowledge. <laughs> um, so I got cast in was it like January? I can't remember January. I just got like a random email. But why I think I got the email was because for two reasons. So you know all the thing I was talking about with being a traveler and being a gypsy and being gay and stuff. Um, Boom and Murray Productions, one of the guys who works with them, works for Sky in the UK, and they're really trying to get me 
um, since before the challenge, a documentary commissioned talking about and like going into this and educating people in the right way and all of that other stuff in the media, like what we've already talked about with travelers. So I, so people knows, knew of me through that connection and mentioned that to me during my cast and also. Um, and then X on the Beach USA series four, which was the peak of love one. Do you remember the, um, the winter one? Me and yep. my ex-boyfriend were supposed to do that. And it was right oh. before we flew away because we were split up like two years ago or so as well for a little bit. Um, right before we were supposed to go away for it, we got pulled out because Big Brother UK stars couldn't do it for a contractual reason. So that was like so heartbreaking and irritating, but the same people makes the challenge. So I think that's how they have my contact maybe, I don't know. Um, so I, um, I just get an email. And I trusted it for that reason because it was from the same addresses. Otherwise I would have thought someone's very scamming me <laughs> or whatever. And I, I just, I suppose, emailed back. I was like, oh my God, of course, um, I'd love to speak about that. And then we just done Zoom chats, conversations. And yeah, so that's how I basically got cast. Um, yeah, so that's how I got on the challenge. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, is this something for me? Because I was so terrified of like <laughs> doing the challenges. But I had something we inside know. me that was like, you need to go do it. <laughs> like 75, you regret this. Um, we saw how terrified I, you were when you yeah, threw yeah, up I'm, I'm very, I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm very expressive in my emotions, so I tell you. <laughs> which is great for reality TV. I can see now why I got cast. Yeah. The thing is, you get scared shitless and then you pull through. Why yeah, I do. So I, need to, I, start, I have a lot of confidence issues, if I'm very honest. But um, I also was still really heartbroken about like, stuff with my ex. I mean, still had bits of contact. So I kind of knew in my heart I wanted to, things come to you. I really, truly believe that like at the right time. Because um, if I'd still been in my past relationship, I don't even know if I even would have done the challenge. I don't know if I would have been in a healthy mindset for it because mm -hmm. things wasn't great at the end. So like, it really helped me move past that also. So that's why, one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. And I really feel like I kind of manifested that slightly. So um, yeah, so the challenge, the challenge came to me at the right time. It found me when it was supposed to. And maybe I wasn't supposed to go on X and the Beach like two years ago. It might not have been a good experience for me, who knows? So like things happen when they're meant to happen. Sure. And it's probably a good thing you weren't on that, the X on the Peak, because I'm pretty sure that was the season that Laurel was on there with her ex Nicole Z, who are challenge <laughs> challengers, and it was a real shit yeah. show. Yeah, it, it was it was quite boring, but I do I would like to believe I would have made it more entertaining. Oh, you probably <laughs> would have a hundred percent. That was the one where they had didn't they have a RuPaul's Drag Race star on there? Adore Delano. Adore, I yeah. think Adore was on there. And you randomly Adore, Adore. had some guy from American Idol twenty five years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that was about. Um, no, I don't either. But yeah, so um, that's how I got to do the challenge. Nice. Um, were there any dailies that you did that you really enjoyed? I mean, obviously not the cliff one. <clears throat> yeah. I ended up really enjoying that coming near the end because I felt so proud of myself. Okay. Um, that was a great day for me, actually, that one was because of that reason. And also, as I said on camera, I'm like, all these guys' asses start falling out. So, I mean, sorry. CT's <laughs> <laughs> got a great ass. A great You're body. like, bonus. Yeah, they blurted like, out on, on American TV. Mm, yeah. And, there we and go. Yes. I, got to, 
I did. CT I was, does have a nice ass. Well, CT's got the You're best right. body. He's a great guy. But like, as a huge reality fan, and not um, having ever really watched a challenge, I didn't know how much like an icon of the challenge CT was either when I went into it. By the way, so like, I got to see and spend a lot of time with so many people once to get to see a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, so any ones that I really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> Let me try to find one. <laughs> oh, am I allowed to say? Yeah, yeah, because they wrapped up the last episode, didn't they? Yeah. So who's the last person that went home? Did you guys see something? Um, it was Esther. 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 Got kicked so out. I really like the next mission, the next challenge. The next one that they do? Okay. And I okay. never thought ever that I didn't even like it. I was like, oh my God, it looks so easy, but it's really not because we had to do a practice thing for something for safety reasons i can't tell you too much okay <laughs> and i was like oh my god i'm not gonna like it but i ended up really liking it and um, oh, i loved the one on the car with emmy the one on oh, the car yeah. with emmy <laughs> well your ass as i emmy's said face. It, how huge is my ass by the way oh my god it's huge i, I don't realize how big this like the donkey donk is it's massive it's, I thought he was getting up to show us his ass. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, it's like this. And he just ran away. Uh, that would have been funny. I loved that one with Emmy. But like me and Emmy, we're just, we're just, we're not supposed to be together. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, we're just not really meant to be. We're far too crazy to be together. Um, one other one. I mean, the helicopter heist, yes, but Ashley wasn't very good. I have to say that. Um, she wasn't throwing those bags of gems. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah, she was really missing me a lot in that one. Like, she was, like, throwing them everywhere instead of trying to get them down to me. But that was really fun, because, like, when the hell do you do something like that? Um, and I can't really think of... Like, I mean, they were all incredible experiences afterwards, but I enjoyed the car one, and I enjoy the next one Coming a lot. Up. Yeah. I have a question that maybe you can shed some light on. Actually, it's going to be two, about two different people. And I'm trying. So, okay. My viewpoint of Berna did change after this last episode. But before that, I could not understand why there was a lot of people like on social media and stuff that were like speaking negatively about her I really wanted to root for her because she's from Germany I'm from Germany it's very new that they have any German players on here and obviously we saw that Nam didn't come back from the second quarantine and Tracy got eliminated early what was she doing that they didn't show us right so me and Berna's now partnered up on the show Mm -hmm. and it's from this point and I'm really hoping to hear my interviews where I talk about this, that I really start to get her and bond with her. And she just ends up being incredible with me. And no one expected that. Because what you haven't seen on TV is me and Berna fell out a lot in the house. And there was never big explosive arguments. And a lot of it wasn't. It was kind of late at night when we were having a cigarette before we go to bed. We just contradicted about shit in the day. But she ends up becoming somebody that I'm still close with now. Um, I just think she was very misunderstood. There's a big culture clash. And mm-hmm. I really feel for her because she explained to me um, after we was all on the challenge that she struggled with the language thing because 
she knew exactly how to explain herself in German in her head. Yeah. And she had to keep mm-hmm. pieces together in English. And when you have people shouting at you, you don't have that much time to do that. Trust um, me, I know. And also, the thing is, as well as I, there were so many rumours, even within the show, and I think sometimes people become haters when you think people's got a lot of airtime and they're not. So people were saying, oh, Ashley Nelson was making up this little triangle before he ever even came to the challenge, and any girl was game for this. I don't believe that at all, because I know Nelson and Bernard still speak as, like, friends or whatever. And I know how hurt Ashley was, mm-hmm. and I know that that wasn't a fake dislike towards her. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, it Amanda wasn't. Amanda still, I don't, I don't know if they still even get on Amanda and Bernard or whatever. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> I don't think so, do you know what I mean? And I adore Not if you Amanda, read social media. Ashley. I just adore those guys. And... Mm-hmm. and I just feel like there's a lot of misunderstandings. Bernard's also very opinionated and Bernard can appear to put people down a lot or speak in that way. So she was kind of, I think she was irritating to a lot of people and because he didn't know her he, and also didn't really care to get to know her because it was quite early on when those issues started with the yeah. uh, Nelson thing. And I right. do think that Bernard wasn't exactly aware of everything with Ashley and Nelson. Yeah, also, of course, I wouldn't it stemmed, expect it to be. It stemmed from that, in my opinion. Yeah. It really stemmed from okay. that. And then there was just like a big group, kind of a lot of people disliked her. A lot of people found her very overly emotional and stuff like that. Yeah. But an incredibly strong player. Like I even said in the last episode, she's probably the best girl. Oh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. one of the, And she I don't is know how much that's correlated on TV, but. She is like a beast. Like she's a trained gymnast. She's done Survivor. Mm-hmm. She's gone through so much stuff in mm-hmm. her life. And a lot of it has been on her old shows. Like she really damaged her leg to the point where yeah. she, doctors wanted to amputate her leg and she fought against yep. it. And thankfully she's made a recovery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and um, the girl is just incredible. Um, she's a circus performer. So like, yep. I, and sometimes people, I think it's the same situation with, Amber, and I'm not talking about Ashley and Amanda, I'm talking about a lot of people in general. If they're not willing, if they're not going to work with somebody who's really good, they can become a hater. So yes. they don't like to, Amber gets so much hate. Now, unless I am the biggest fool in the world, I do not understand that. Thank and you. Oh, we, we don't, don't get it. We don't get it either. We love her. We love and like, her. I had that on Big Brother early days where like, I was like, I'm so intrigued by everyone. I want to get to know you more. And a lot of people thought I was doing it in a gameplay and where, no, I just wanted to get to know them all because I'm bored out of my tits and I was 21 and everything else. And Amber is so sweet to everybody that everybody thinks it's fake and she's so shady. Like I didn't watch Double Agents, but from what production told me, fans and podcasters, Amber was like a beast in that final and she won that yeah. show on her own accord. CT yeah. did not win that for her. And so it was many equal. of the best consistently day in and day out behind her back constantly said she won because of ct and she's won in her rookie season and they're they were really annoyed when she was considered a vet from one season but how they're can you all not? considered she's vets after one season now right. big t was called a vet on her second season casey and fessy were called vets last season it was her second one they're haters because she won on their rookie season meanwhile exactly. fessy couldn't eat any food and he broke casey's name yeah do you know what i mean so like a lot of people can be like that but look it's a game it's a game and people want to get people out now, i fucking i want everyone out and i want to be able to stay in and I, <laughs> of course i fucking do of but course i'm honest about that i'm telling you look i i was like so honest in like deliberations and stuff and when the heat was on me i'm like 
I get that you're voting in rookie rookie parents because guess what? I'm going to do the same thing. So like when I get a vet partner, so mm-hmm. like I'm telling you that. Do you know what I mean? Because that's saving yeah. my ass and it's safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stand up in the middle of the room with a bunch of rookies I don't even know and try and get people to stand together. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't fuck Emmy Bunch Michaela. So like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to fucking do that because that's the perfect excuse to throw me in when you're in a rookie rookie right. car. That's mm-hmm. how you get everyone on my fucking Absolutely. ass. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. all friends and they've known the show for years. And my anxiety was through the roof. And I'm not going to bloody stand up and get people who... We're telling me these stories about Kyle breaking his fingers and people breaking their necks left, right, and center in these eliminations. <laughs> I was like, I am hell no one and two any of that. I'm like, tell me who to press and I'll do it. And then obviously I did. <laughs> and then obviously when it came to my own principles, I didn't vote. Um, Your friends. Always the same or whatever, or what I yeah. thought was Other than that, I'm happy to do a game. I'm fair game and so are you. Um, so there was, there was just so many issues with with Berna and like Amber and like all of these people. And even Big T, like it hasn't been shown on TV, but everyone bangs on about her great social game. But like, and it kind of has been said in interviews a few times that she said how she falls at the bottom of the Bet Alliance, but that was a sweet way. There was a lot of other words about how she, um, like how fake she is and whatever. And again, I adore her. I've seen her since the show. And she is the best girl ever. And just the other day when I was going through like bits and pieces through social media, she, like we spoke on the phone and she completely reassured me and knows who I am as a person, whatever. She rang me on her own accord. Mm. And so did Corey Ella, I have to be honest. Um, so like I adore that girl. And like, they don't have to do that because they don't know- I love Big T. Season again together. Yeah. And they don't need to try and get my bloody- no you know, um reassurance you know i don't know ring ring anisa and nick her ass if you want to knock her to elimination <laughs> next season <laughs> yeah. do, i know i've got a great ass but you don't gotta go near me. <laughs> I mean, let me know um, maybe fessy if fessy wants to come near it he can you know big she can't come near my ass <laughs> 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 Just do me a favor and tell Berna to answer my damn DMs. I'm trying know, right? to get her on to, this we podcast. Time today. I'm going to do it right now whilst we're here. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Yay. I'm like, come on, girl. Like, look at the damn things. Right, one second. I'm going to send it as a voice note. Okay. <laughs> right, Berna, right now I'm actually filming a podcast and they really want to do a podcast with you. So you've got to answer the dms is it the unbothered podcast on the dm um i think i dm'd her on the unbothered po- um on the challenge unbothered and i dm'd her on my ig which was nadine.appful13 okay well you've just heard that they want to do a podcast and they don't get all of this hate towards you <laughs> bye i love you <laughs> i'm gonna make it work i've been i tried to work on coriel too he he read the message but didn't answer me and oh, I got tell, tell all your friends how much fun you've had with us and make them yes. come on <laughs> i love podcasts because it's free reign to, we like, saw your lives people. talking about that yeah yeah like i the issue like no because obviously you've watched us you'll have heard this opinion is when industries become more and more commercialized and so um i get like there's rules and regulations isn't there so if you're working with advertisement they have a certain set of rules so I get that I do understand that mm-hmm. unfortunately that's the case mm-hmm. but um I love how podcasts are right now I've done 
so many back home in Dublin, so many of them, and they're becoming so huge in our country. Like, like some of our podcasters are becoming so big over here. They're being asked onto like late night chat shows to speak about their podcasts. Oh wow! Like our biggest shows. Like it's mm-hmm. bloody amazing. And one of them are really working on getting Conor McGregor as a guest. Um, who I'm not a fan of at all, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to get him as a guest. But I mean, he's great for clout. So get him on. And he's been retweeting their tweets. So this is how mm-hmm. big it's getting. Um, so in the last episode, we obviously saw the conclusion of the Fessy versus Josh fight. And, uh, you know, we kind of saw you in the background just eating your pizza, just watching it unfold. What was it like actually being there as it happened? Oh, it, like it went on for about an hour. <laughs> More, maybe. I don't know. I can't really distinguish oh, the time. Wow. So long. And it was so bizarre because when you watch the beginning, because the fight, you see me and it's like Amber, Fessy, Corey W. And then just me and Amanda standing in the background because we was downstairs and there wasn't like really any camera guy around or whatever. And Amber just like, once she, she was pissed off, but she also wanted to go and get her pizza. So she went up and me and Amanda followed a few minutes later. I think I might have been smoking or whatever. And I only smoke if I have a drink, by the way. So I had a drink. And um, we went upstairs and it was already starting to get heated. But I don't think everyone took it very serious. So we were laughing and we found it funny. But then I was like, maybe don't laugh. You're already like going into elimination. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is going on? And then... I think it was something that was really brewing between them because I, I, she kind of maybe felt that atmosphere and she wasn't wrong. We've watched the show now and like Fessy, uh, Josh, um, Casey were all discussing how she really falls outside of the Big Brother Alliance thing, but mm-hmm. we're going to keep it here for a um, Fessy told Josh and Casey that she was going in and I was going in, but nobody apparently knew any of this um, since we've watched the show. Um, so her intuition wasn't wrong, was it? When you watched the show, Amber wasn't wrong. And I still do not get why fans online aren't talking about that. They're still going at her 24-7. Like, have you watched the fucking show? It's like, exactly. she wasn't wrong. They did do these things. She wasn't paranoid for no reason. And she was genuinely sat with Casey and having heart-to-hearts with this girl. And Casey was talking shit about her in interviews. Like, mm. she was. And it wasn't like... An opinion, she was genuinely talking shit about Amber, like yeah. how much she doesn't trust her and whatever else. And for me, that's really talking shit because that's a, a bad accusation for me as a person who told you can't mm-hmm. trust me. And like, stop taking it so serious. I know there's a million dollars, but we're also on a TV show and let's try to have fun and stop bloody, you know, I don't know, bloody questioning everything 24 7. I don't know. But um, so to be there, it was really dramatic. It was really emotional when it got there. Like, Amanda was so pissed off at Tori and Corey. And I really actually understood her opinion because she was like, these people knows what Josh is like in terms of his emotions, but they still went and got him. And they didn't care really how it all looked in the end. And a lot of people who have more experience are maybe more na- less naive, or maybe, maybe I'm not naive at all. Maybe I see things and I'm just taking people at face value. And they're just probably, I don't know, accusing. But a lot of people see it as, People playing games and happy to almost see people do wrong things so that they do get voted in and stuff. So it takes it off mm-hmm. them and it splits up alliances and stuff. I don't know, like, is people intelligent enough to foresee that? I don't know. But 
I didn't foresee it at all. I just thought it was really sad because I actually really loved Fessy. I really loved him. And he always made me feel so comfortable around him as well. Even though I know he voted me in and stuff, but like, who cares? We don't really know each other and it's a bloody game. But um, he, he's, he's a great guy. I love him. And he's such a nice guy. So it wasn't nice to see him go home. Um, but everybody was really sad, really emotional. And there was a really, really strong, like, tense vibe in the yeah. air. <clears throat> and like production and security and stuff were like big on it. They were like, like this really has to stop now. This mm-hmm. is beyond drama for a TV show. We don't care if you're giving did, us that. You have to shut now, up and go to Fessy that. said that Josh did cut his chin open, I guess when he threw a cup or whatever at him. Is that true? Or do you know? Where did he say that? He said it on the podcast he did recently with Bananas. With Bananas, yeah. yeah. Well, somebody said in the house that the cups were plastic. So they weren't glass, so they couldn't cut somebody. But okay. I do recall hearing that where he um on his chin because he has a beard. It looked like he had blood on his shirt, like a drop of blood. Well, I don't remember him with any big gash. Well, I mean he left the next day, so I don't know. Yeah. If, well, I mean they yeah. that night if he was cut open, so I don't remember anything like that. But I do remember a conversation about that because I remember I asked, "Well, are they glass glasses? Why would you give us those instead of the plastic?" It was obviously true hard or something. You know what I mean? But I mean, okay. if he said he's been caught, I suppose he was then. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hard to see. And then, you know, because a lot of, I guess, what some of the cast have said, and of course, a bunch of people in the fandom don't understand how Fessy got sent home and not Josh. Now, we're really big challenge fans. We've been watching for seasons. We know in the past, sometimes the person might be on their second or third strike and we didn't see the first couple. And then this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And sometimes production just does different things for different people. Were you surprised that Josh didn't get sent home along with Fessy? Um, I mean, when it was explained out about um, putting hands on somebody, when they're kind Mm -hmm. of putting it into a tear system, I get Mm -hmm. them why they don't that. I think not sending anybody home may have seemed more controversial to viewers in the end than just sending the one Mm -hmm. home. I mean, I can't really justify them sending Esther home for throwing a drink. Yeah, and I don't think Josh meant to throw his cup. I think he tried to throw his glass, his drink, maybe. And mm-hmm. you know, when you have security and they're bumping into people, yeah. big strong guys. Josh is a big guy in real life. He's a big guy, um. So yeah, I don't think he meant to do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So and I don't think Fessy meant to like do anything bad to him either. It just got over the top. So. I, I do think on we know in every industry we know in every job there is favoritism of people but i don't think for example somebody like josh would be like this hot favorite towards fessy if you're going to look at all that cast yeah so you have people like ct you have people like anisa you even have people like ashley like she's a double champion and she's been there for eight seasons and she brings a lot to the challenge good bad and different so she adds a lot to the show mm-hmm. so I'd imagine if they were going to bloody do something like that, it would be more somebody in that position than Josh, even though yeah. I know he's a, he's a huge part of the show as well. But I think Josh and Fessy, would you not think they're maybe in the same light as far as production and viewers is concerned? Well, I, I think know. I think also you guys are in this house and it's just this whole group. And I think people get paranoid in there and then that heightens... Um, you know yeah. emotions and even if you even if you find yourself you know arguing with a friend or 
back to me. Do you know sure. what I mean? Um, sure. And you need to also take into account, as an adult, this is a great way to make people understand who's never done these shows. You know how lockdown happened, and as an adult, your independent adult rights were really restricted, where you really can't do whatever you want to do. And um, that's really what these shows is like. There isn't any escape. But imagine you would do anything to be in those shows, but you actually, within your own head, need that escape sometimes, but that's not possible. So that's the mindset of it when you're in these shows. Um, and like, you don't have a phone, you have no escape from that. You're always within that. The smallest of things becomes like crazy to you. Like I get that because I know what going into that mindset is like, because I've done it several times now. Like I've done Dancing with the Stars even in Ireland. And although we weren't living within a house, when you're doing 10 hour dance rehearsals every day, that becomes your whole life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything seems so important when you're like, in the end of it all, it's like, <laughs> I'm down with it a bit, which is why I have fun with TV and stuff now. Um, and I'm trying to learn on that aspect as well to not stress myself out with it. Um, and viewers need to remember this. And these people who treat people abuse really need to sit down and think about this. Is that you are seeing people in a high pressure environment and you're not seeing 24 hours a day. You're only seeing the side to them that's reality TV worthy. Um, and they're people, do you know what I mean? We're people, we've put ourselves there. Obviously you get paid fees and whatever for being in, den, like in these shows and whatever, but um, it's a job like anybody else's. And I know you put yourself out there for opinions. I completely respect that. And if nobody was talking about you in this world, well, there's really no point to you with it. But you need to remember that with people is like, it's, it's a really stressful environment. But I do think people are becoming more aware of that with reality TV as far as production is concerned, because we've seen, you know, like the suicides in Britain with Love Island and stuff. So, but the problem is, is the more aware people are becoming of it, social media is also growing. So there's even mm -hmm. more people abusing people. So yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things you need to remember. Um, it's a really high-pressured environment to be in, really is. But amazing, incredible. It's like, it's it, you can't, I can't explain it. It's like the best bloody, t how the hell do I get to do this sort of a feeling? How do, why am I doing this? You know, why are they, you know, flying a helicopter for me? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but then it's like, Jesus Christ almighty, I've got to jump out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's, I don't know, it's, well, it's the fruit. That you want it's kind of like that for us like we like doing the interviews because we get to talk to you guys and you get to tell us you know what we're missing or we just get to know you better so that's fun for us for sure that's great and i and i'm you know i'm so appreciative of all the podcasts and stuff i get to do because it gives me an opportunity to speak to more viewers get my pine across explain my opinions and it, it's just you know what it's really nice confidence boost to feel like important enough that people like especially bloody across the world wants to hear what i've got to say about these things right. you know what i mean so like you guys are like somewhere in america i'm not sure which you guys are and you're like calling me right now so I, I, it's so cool and um it's great on both ends so well, oh go ahead oh. I was just going to ask you one more question. Besides Berna, like, who else are you still friends with? Like, do you talk to all the time? Oh, and I guess Coriel as well. Yeah, so Corey, Berna, Ashley here and there, but Ashley kind of very much lives her own life. So even Amanda, as far as she doesn't speak to Ashley loads in the real world. Um, 
Uh, Thessius spoke to here and there a little bit, um, but I really like him. And I've spoken to him when he's been with Amanda a lot, and he sends me advice notes in, his, um, in my accent, and it's so funny. Uh, Amber, I speak to so much, big T. Um, Esther, I've spoken to here and there, Tatcha. Um, oh, I'm trying to really think now. That's really it. I've spoken to like some That's of the a lot people. <laughs> it's a piece of gobble. We speak like we buy snow and stuff. And um, he's always at a party. He's always <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> he is living his best life. Um, yeah, so like I've spoken to a lot of people. Like I've, I've DM'd everyone from the show. DM'd yeah. them all. Um, and Anissa, bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, so mostly Amber, Big T, Esther, Berna and Corey, Corey L. But me and Corey L um, haven't spoken loads recently up until the other day. So we've said we need to start FaceTiming again. Nice. I like that. Go, yeah. Frankie. All right. So we talked about getting to know you a little bit. So I'm going to ask you just a couple quick questions. What's your favorite color? Oh, you know what? I'm really starting to feel green lately. I'm liking like green colors like emerald green and stuff. I really just feel like it looks really classy. Um, I really feel like green and blue looks best on me. So like turquoise colors and stuff makes me look nice, I feel. Um, and of course I love pink <laughs> and black. Black black makes everybody look nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite uh, like season? Like summer, spring, fall, winter? Can I say for the record that I don't really have favorite any things? I can never give you one answer. So I don't have okay. a favorite singer or a favorite song. Okay. But I Does it change all the time? Yeah, I can give you a bunch. I'm complicated, darling. I'm complicated. <laughs> um, so my favorite season, it has to be summer for sure. I love summer. I was in Ibiza this year and oh, wow. I was walking around in my G-string and I was completely loving life. I was drunk from start to finish. It was amazing. I... I was like single for a year, but had been nowhere. So I went to my bees, I got drunk, had sex with lots of guys and wore a G-string around the pool. So I um, I love summer. Um, and uh, do you know what? I love Halloween. So I have to say on Christmas, so I like that time of year, but I, I, I don't really particularly get the whole thing about snow. I mean, it's, it's quite boring actually to get hit with a snowball. It's just cool. Is Halloween? But I don't like, and I'm not a cold person, but I just prefer to sunbed. I like to be nice and tanned, and it's nice. Yeah. Is Halloween big over there though, like in Ireland? And yeah, yeah, of course. I feel like it's big most parts of the world. I don't know if it's different for some parts of the world for religious reasons. I don't know if you don't have Halloween, maybe. Yeah. But I hear, and my dad was in New York for Halloween, and because he'd done the New York Marathon, um. He said it's incredible there. Um, so we have Halloween, definitely. I have so much plans for Halloween this year. And um, we're gonna have a huge big party at home with my family. And I'm gonna go out with all my family and friends. And we're gonna get, I don't know what you call them in America, we're gonna get like one of these massive party buses where it's like a disco yeah. on a bus. And we're gonna go to this big new club in Dublin that was supposed to open like two years ago, but it didn't because of the pandemic. So we've not, in Ireland, we don't have any bars or clubs open since the very beginning of COVID-19. So it's going to reopen for Halloween. So we're going to go there and it's going to be incredible. So Halloween is oh, big and I bet this year it's going to be major. Yeah. Right. So okay. for Halloween, I'm going to Dublin and I'm going to be hanging out with Huey 
and right. drag sure. family and friends. Peace out, America. I'm born in Dublin, so like, I mean, I get, I, I can get in wherever I want to go, and I can get wherever I want. So you come with me. <laughs> and I, I was really going to do the Christina Aguilera dirty video outfit for Halloween, but I'm like, I don't know if I can walk around in a in that with my family you know my bulge hanging out the front which is mostly bald by the way it's mostly bald it looks really impressive but it's mostly bald um which Anissa used to say um it's mostly bald and um I know the rest of that back part is going to be riding up my ass because my ass is huge so um maybe not the best look I'm really thinking about a leather like full cat suit um what has side panels out and doing some sort of animal look around it. I don't know. I don't know. I just want to. I want to look. I want to look. I want to look really slutty, but really classy. Do you know, like I'm not a whore, but I'm not a virgin either. I'm That's what virgin. everybody wants to dress as for Halloween. <laughs> or you know, the quote how how stereotypically gay do I sound? I'm quote bloody white chicks and mean girls. Halloween's a one night a year a girl can dress like a total slut, and nobody can judge her for it. <laughs> <laughs> not that I care because I do that anyways I mean I do only fans <laughs> and I walk around I pizza in a g-string with a pool full of straight guys and everyone so I really don't care but um yeah just for the excuse so my mom can't say anything with her little Irish traveler <laughs> Catholic Ireland views <laughs> so I can't whatever. wait to see the pictures for that oh my god I know what I should do Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman yes I agree. Because yes. then you <laughs> get the Or I could be her from Erin Brockovich and just walk around screaming at everybody. <laughs> she did that movie. She was so unprofessional. <laughs> like the, the person, if that's what the woman was like, I don't know how he didn't get her arrested from his, you know, offices the first day she came in. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. All right, I have a, two more questions. The last question is going to be like a two-part question. But before that, what was the last song you listened to? Oh, I need to check one second because I feel like it was quite cool. <laughs> Why is there poker on my YouTube? I don't even watch poker. Oh, it was Katy Perry unconditionally. Oh. Kanye West, Heartless, quite old school songs. <laughs> you love old school. So um, my last question is, um, I'm going to give Tia, Nadine, and myself 10 seconds to tell you, like, if you were going to run a final, you had to pick one of us. And you're going to pick whoever gave the best 10 second speech. Oh my God, Frankie. This is the best 10 seconds of my life. It's so, like all my I will start. I think you should pick me to run the final because I am very competitive. TikTok dancing keeps me in shape. And if I see people running past us, I'll just trip them so they get injured and we just take off to the finish line. Go, Nadine. <laughs> Okay, so um, I will be one of the tallest females and one of the strongest. I am five foot nine. I'm very good at puzzles and I do not give up. And if you're starting to give up, I will either pull your ass up the mountain with me or push it, whichever you prefer. Tia, go. Okay, so I'm going to be completely 100% honest and just tell you, you probably don't want to pick me because I'm terrified of everything. So it's Frankie or Nadine for you to choose from. I do. <laughs> well Frankie yours was an incredible speech but when you're saying you're going to trip people up I mean that might get us DQ'd <laughs> so <laughs> that's not really any good and Nadine it's not a case of best of a bad bunch it is actually I think your graded puzzles 
thing is incredible, hence why CT is won like 75,000 times. Um, you never give up and you said you'll pull my ass up the mountain. Um, it's a lot of ass, so I don't know if you can do that, but I think I'm going to have to pick Nadine. We She's your best bet. <laughs> I mean, I should have picked Tia. I, I just hope you can eat because I might pull a fessy on the eating. I'm, just I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat meat. Oh god damn it. Well I guess I'm eating. But in situations I in situations um I I do what I need to do. <laughs> I done it on Big Brother. I had to eat um, a century egg. Oh. You had to eat uh -oh. what? A century egg, which is an egg that's boiled and it's like a big egg, a duck egg. You boil it and you leave it for a whole year. So it's, it's rotten. It's blue on the inside with the tech though. It's a delicacy in some parts of the world. I was gonna say, is that what rich people eat? Because I feel like that's what a rich person would eat. <laughs> I'm not so, rich, so I don't know. <laughs> again, that is why you would not pick me for a final because I would not eat that. <laughs> I don't even eat eggs in my real life. I always tell my family they're like a chicken's menstrual cycle. So it's quite disgusting to think about. Thanks, man. Thanks I like for eggs. eggs. <laughs> You're eating a chicken's period when you eat an egg. I know, so, oh, it's so gross. I try not to think about that. <laughs> Thanks. Now that's what I'm going to think about every time I eat eggs. I'm I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, you can just give up eggs and take protein. Um, so I do have one question. If you could have dinner with anybody, dead or alive, who would you choose? Oh, so this is really tough because as I said, I like to think outside the box or sometimes I think of like instead of just picking Michael Jackson why don't I pick like Ted Bundy or something and ask him any question I want to ask or maybe maybe like Queen Elizabeth but it's under circumstances where she has to tell me the truth you mean the current Queen Elizabeth not the yeah okay. or Princess Diana oh my god or Elizabeth Taylor because she's so good wait so do you you like serial killers or <laughs> no i find it interesting like i liked uh psychology behind stuff it's great questions to ask like you can ask you could ask like i don't know like ted bundy so many more questions and you could probably ask i don't know bloody some person i don't know snooky <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um well that, again i'm probably <laughs> putting people in boxes. I don't know, maybe, I don't know who, maybe Kim Kardashian, because I love her. And I think she's really smart. And again, gets lots of abuse, but she's like so clever. Um, Chris Jenner, because I'm going to be like, can you manage me and make me really famous and call me Huey Kardashian? I don't know. Are those good answers? George Michael, because he's so beautiful. And I oh, want to be my friend. Wonderful answers. I loved his voice. Yeah, and oh my god, I think Ricky Martin is so hot as well, so maybe him, but it has to be a date dinner. <laughs> I love that. And maybe let's make him a little bit younger, so maybe we have more in common. So if this were to happen, we would just let you have all those people. You can go and just hang out with all of them. <laughs> Again, I told you I can't pick one. I, okay. I cannot pick one. Oprah, because she's fucking incredible. Uh, Madonna, because I adore Madonna. 
We're just going to make a huge party and just invite all these people. Yeah, and, and also, if I come back on the challenge, I really want it to be lots of gay guys because I feel like I want more people that's like-minded and also guys I can like possibly hook up with. So, like, let me have some fun. Uh, that was a big issue in the challenge house. I was so jealous of everybody, like, hooking up with each other. I was like, I need someone to take care of me right now. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a great way to get numbers on your side, you know. Any uh, any hookups we haven't seen that you want to tell us about? No, see, I oh, there's all these rumors like about Fessy and Bettina and all these people. I didn't even know any of this, so I did not know that. I, like, I don't know why people didn't say. I don't know because <laughs> everyone's like, oh, she was doing that not to get voted in, but it's like. But she didn't make it aware to anyone. So how was she doing it to not get voted in? Like, right. that's just one person. Well, if um, you have a boyfriend, you don't tell everybody that you sucked someone else off, I guess. No, I don't think she had a boyfriend. She had, like, she had a friendly benefits guy that was very gentlemanly towards her. And she told me she was looking forward to going home and seeing him because she hadn't been back in Sweden for six months because she had done X on the beach, Norway, I think, and Paradise Hotel Sweden and Paradise Hotel Norway, consecutively from January, and then went straight into the challenge. So she filmed four reality shows back to back. She is a true Yeah. So she couldn't have had a boyfriend if she'd done all those dating shows. I know what I want to ask because I forget about this person until I see them on social media can you tell us what Lauren Coogan did to get edited out of the entire goddamn show? I can't tell you stuff like that. Damn it. <laughs> okay. I can't. Okay. Um, All right. But it's okay. No worries. It's okay. It. I don't I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, I don't even know how to even I don't even want to say it because I'm like Can you I, tell me was it something she said to somebody? I'm not sure, okay. but Lauren, Lauren, I got along with Lauren in the house and she's a really gorgeous girl and like, she's really pretty girl and whatever. She was on Love Island, but I mean, Lauren was there then she wasn't with me. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of how I seen it. I seen her one morning making a protein shake and then she, I just didn't see her again. Wow. And then we got told on, um, elimination when Amber came in. Mm. Not elimination, sorry. And uh, the, uh, the daily. Yeah, the second one. And um, so I can't tell you all these different things that people said to me because they're also all different stories. And production ain't gonna tell me anything. But and I also haven't had loads of contact with her since the show. We've spoken bits and pieces here and there. And again, she was always really nice to me, and I'm always nice to her. Um, and she was always a really sweet girl to me and very supportive of me in her short time actually in the house. She used to make um, like protein shakes and used to give me some all the time. She was like, you need to drink this here. You need to get strong because I don't really work out loads. <laughs> I work out now. I have a trainer now, you know, so my muscles are actually sore. So I, I work out now. Yeah. Are you doing <laughs> boxing and stuff? Like we, what we see like your IG and like, we, you know, we saw the yeah. workout you do with CT. Yeah. So I, um, I have a trainer now. So I do some boxing training, we do circuit training, we do weights training. Um, and yeah, I still kind of live a bit of a party lifestyle since I still drink and I eat crap at times. Well, I'm like 50-50. So I'm starting to take care of myself. And the challenge has 
really helped bring that out in me. And CT was amazing, by the way, because I used to feel really intimidated by all these people in the gym all the time. And um, CT used to take me like on my own and just like work out and stuff. So he, he was great. Yeah, y'all's video together was super cute. Thank you, thank you. And I think it was really <laughs> funny. And I was like, I really hope to keep that one workout in because it was it was actually quite funny. I, I didn't mean to fall off that ball, by the way, how I done that. I wasn't doing that for effect. But um, it was funny. It was funny. I love that. Um, any other questions, guys? No, this has been great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were going to bring up the tweets, but you kind of already sort of talked about Let's them talk about, yeah. through the conversation. Um, is there yeah. anything else you would want to say about what kind of came out a few days ago? Um, just that I apologize for any person that has ever been offended or hurt or upset. And I get, you know, people's hurt by certain conversations and people maybe speaking how they feel on their behalf because I've gone through those experiences myself but my heart has always been pure when it comes to any of these conversations and it's more me feeling like um because I face certain adversaries myself in life maybe I can relate and then have opinions but you know I've grown and I've learned as a person also and I apologize and it's change behavior when it comes to that just so things can't be misconstrued anymore i'm still going to be an opinionated person and be myself but have to come and remember social media is a very small amount of time that you can ever explain anything so just stay out of stuff that's not going to bring me any good or anybody else any good do you know what i mean and like allow people to have their own conversations. You know what I mean? I never meant for, for it to look that way or talk for anyone or do anything, but I can see how it looks that way. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry for that. Um, and I hope it doesn't, I hope it also doesn't cause issues in how people view me. That would be heartbreaking. Like away from TV work. Do you know this whole people think talks about cancel culture or whatever? Away from that, like in my heart, I don't want to be seen a certain way. Do you know what I mean? And of course, I wouldn't want it to cause me issues in my working life. Like I've wanted to do the things I do now my whole life. And I've worked five years, sometimes very underappreciated, very badly edited, and very underpaid for some of the stuff to get to the place where I am now, where things is going good for me. So that would be heartbreaking also. But that comes second to, you know, I would never want to hurt anyone because I faced those issues myself in, in my life. And I see how that affects you as a person. And it can make you angry and defensive because that happened with me also at times. Um, so I, I'm better for that. And I understand things better. And I didn't realize that I had to have those things to learn. I already thought I knew those things, but obviously I didn't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I so hindsight is a wonderful thing. 2020. Um, is there anything you are working on that you're able to tell us about that's coming up and out that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, so I've, since the challenge, I've filmed some more reality shows. So I've done a show called First Dates in Ireland. I, I've done it previously, but I've done it again. And that comes out in February. Um, and for people that don't obviously have the channel, you can still watch those stuff on YouTube and stuff. You can actually see my old dates on YouTube. And that was horrific. Um, I done another dating show in back home in Ireland. Um, 
I filmed it all of last month and then I done another reality show um, called Living with Lucy recently about this lady who comes and lives with well-known faces for a weekend to spend kind of a, week, a weekend in their life. Um, she done it with Jermaine Jackson and gave guest and like all of these other people in Britain and whatever in the past. So that comes out next month um, also. And I'm training in the aesthetics industry. So, um, you know, like mm-hmm. lip fillers and stuff. Um, yeah, and I'm having a hair transplant soon as well. <laughs> so, you know, give me a little like on my photo and give me a confidence boost. <laughs> we will. Um, so yeah, so that's that's my that's my new plans. And I need to do my driving test finally at 27. But I've been waiting almost two years for a date because of COVID. Uh, yeah. So hopefully say a prayer that I will pass. <laughs> so they're my they're my new they're my new plans coming soon. <laughs> well we hope you get you get it. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank and you. then do you want to just shout out what your social media handles are? Because we will I'll include them in text like on the bottom. Okay, so my Instagram is Huey Mon Official. My Twitter is at Huey underscore Mon. And that's it. They're my social media. Perfect. And people, if you're not following us yet on YouTube, uh, we are. Yeah, well, I'm going to follow you now. You need to DM me and I will follow you. Yay. We will. Um, Our YouTube is the Unbothered Podcast. On Facebook, the fan groups are the Challenge Unbothered and Entertainment Unbothered, where we talk about everything else outside the challenge. Um, including Big Brother and everything else in Media Land. IG, our official IG is at the Challenge Unbothered, and the Twitter is at Unbothered <laughs> underscore Pod One. It's brand new. The Twitter is I brand think new. That's it. I think that's <laughs> so, it. I'm still trying to remember it. Thank you so much, Huey, for joining us. Um, I know Woo! my best friend is going to love seeing this because you are her favorite rookie. Oh, thank you. I subject her to the challenge every season and she adores you. She was excited <laughs> when I told her we were doing this. <laughs> so thank you so much again. Um, once you. obviously this is edited and we um, post it, we will send you the link and we will tag you in the IG stories as well. Thank you. And can I say thank you to everyone for all of their support and understanding with stuff. Thank you so much. Sure. So much. We're all about well, we, hope, we hope to see you back on the challenge. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully. I really hope I get to come back for sure. I hope I do. We hope you do too. We do too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you, Huey. Take I care, hope guys. You enjoy you. your evening. Thank you. Bye. Have a nice day in America. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>